A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good How morning, are you doing? Dan. I'm well. How are you? I'm, I'm not really all that great, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm not. Can you notice that smell? Oh, we need to clarify. There, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got girl deodorant on because that's all the boys in my house mm-hmm. take all the deodorant, the dude deodorant to another bathroom. Okay. Along with, you know, anything mm-hmm. that you'd use for shaving. Okay. Yes. So I basically have to use a, sh- a sharpened credit card <laughs> to shave in the morning mm-hmm. and I've got to use whatever deodorant is left. And today oh, it was well. girl deodorant and it's like baby powder fresh or something. Well, I forget you know, what the scent you was. You could go to the other bathroom and get some dude deodorant. I, know, I could, but I don't want to work up a sweat getting uh-huh. there without deodorant on because I sweat readily and easily. Anyway, yes, I, I'm aware. The point is I'm kind of, I'm, I'm off my game. <laughs> because you smell like a girl. I do. <laughs> I feel really I weird. I wondered why it smelled really girly in here I today. Know. Well, I, people have looked at me and they, they uh-huh. you can Kinda read weird. it on their face. They what don't know what's going, going on. on. Uh-huh. So I'm going to do my best. Yeah. But I'm admitting. Hey, speaking of bathrooms, the lady who does my nails mm-hmm. every couple of weeks, I've known her for a very long time now. And she was telling me how she's been repainting her bedroom and bathroom. And she took out the vent covers in her bathroom because they for were like dirty. The fans or something? Is yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. And she's having someone repaint the ceiling in the bathroom. So she took them down, cleaned everything and said, oh, you know, when I put them back up, they're going to look yellow compared to the new paint that mm-hmm. they're going to put up there. So better paint them. She takes them out to her deck paints them up, goes inside to do something, comes back, and a bird has done its business on Uh, her fresh paint job. That's even worse than when you just wash your car. Yes. Car. Car. That's what birds sound sound like. like (laughs) (laughs) You fit right in. So she's already annoyed. So then she's telling me how the other morning she goes into her bedroom because she had left the window open with the curtains drawn. So she pulls back the curtains, goes to close the window, and realizes that a bird has shot its business straight through the screen, all over her (gasps) windowsill and fresh painted Through the screen? Through the screen. Was it Repcolite paint? I don't think so because her husband went to get the paint. She doesn't live very near a Repcolite. So, so the bird was letting her know Apparently. its displeasure. Uh-huh. She did not like use Repcolite. <laughs> so. like, shot it through the screen. Right through Just the screen. Just stood on the window ledge, uh-huh. gave it a quick appraisal and said, no, we'll have none of that. <laughs> I'm going to let her know what I think. How should I do that? Should I leave her a note? Oh, uh-huh. I know something better. Right. Wow. It was a carrier pigeon. He had a note for her. <laughs> wow. That's a mess. Yeah. Can you imagine no. having that and having to clean it up? No. I, can't. I don't want to do that. Nature. Nature is great. Now, speaking of nature, we have had a ton of rain this spring, which means anyone who had a deck project to do has probably not done it because everything has been too wet and it rains just about every day. It's like the rainforest. So that puts us behind in actually talking about how to do a deck. So that is what we are going to do today because we think that the sun is finally going to come out and stay out for a few days where you yeah, might be able to get it done. Yeah, a few days in a row. Can you imagine? Full days in with no row. rain. Because some days we get like half day rain and half day is sun. Know. So we're going to talk about decks and all mm-hmm. of that. Yep. We're also going to be in the studio with Scott and Joe from West End Appliance talking about kitchen appliances and some of the things that we can do as homeowners to prevent 
having to call appliance repairman (laughs) out to the house. Right, exactly. Who wants to really do that? Nobody does. Um, So we also received a question from a customer recently who is dealing with a wallpaper border. She stripped it off from the wall and now she's trying to get off the paste and it's just not coming off. She has a plaster wall that has a swirled pattern in it, and she's been going crazy trying to sand the remaining paste off of the wall, Mm -hmm. and she wants to know if there is a magic potion to take care of this or what she does at this point. I love that part. Is there a magic potion? (laughs) Yes. You know, if it wasn't typed, it would be underlined. Yes. You know? Well, there there was a a help with exclamation point at the end, so we know it's desperation. So it's a big issue trying to get this off, and Mm -hmm. when she asked about the magic potion... Yeah. The very first thing we did was get in contact with her and ask of it, what what she's using. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, when they strip wallpaper, will use, a lot of them just start with hot water. Yeah. Yep. And try to get it off with that. And that can work, mm-hmm. but they really, really struggle. Right. And sometimes they'll add vinegar, fabric softener. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of yeah. different home brews, some that work better than others. Mm-hmm. But the thing is... We wanted to make sure she was using the best possible thing. Yes. Because there might be a magic potion. Right. If she's not using it, it's going to seem like it. (laughs) And diff wallpaper stripper, Mm -hmm. in most situations, will work really well. If you can get it actually to where the paste is. Right. You know, so and it sounds like she had the, the face paper yeah, off the no paper problem. Was gone. It was just the paste remaining. Right. That's where Diff struggles trying to get through a vinyl face wallpaper. If right. you can get it through that to work against the paste, it will usually break it down and it'll come off easily. Turns right. out she was already doing that. So yeah, that meant Which this is a was, bummer. <laughs> yeah. There was something else going on. Right. That means that most likely the paste was the wrong paste to use right over top of a plaster wall. A lot of people just grab what says wallpaper border paste. Because they're putting up a border. Right. But that is meant to go over top of another paper. Generally, it's a vinyl border over a vinyl paper. And so you really have to use a stronger adhesive to make sure it sticks. If you put that on the wall, then you have a problem getting it off. Right. Because it's not the same as regular wallpaper paste. And it won't strip the same. Mm -hmm. And again, like Betsy's saying, you would use that over top of vinyl paper. But on regular walls, you know, drywall, painted Mm -hmm. walls, plaster... You would just use a regular wallpaper paste. Right, a clear, strippable wallpaper paste. Strippable being the key word here. (laughs) So that's what's going on. That's why there's a struggle. If you've ever struggled to get borders off of a painted wall, there's a really good bet that's Mm -hmm. what's going on. So what do you do? How do you get it off? Well, you can do what she's trying to do, which is pull it off with the diff and things like that. If it's not coming off and if you sand it or you don't want to sand because you're afraid that, like her, you have a texture to your wall. Yeah, you've got that texture on the wall. Right. The next best thing you can do there are two products that you can do either an oil-based primer which we recommend all the time that will seal in that paste and not reactivate it or the other thing you can use is a product called guards it's from zinzer and it's a problem sealer so you can put that right over top it will seal that paste in there and then you can paint right you still need to get as much of it off the wall as you can yeah for the texture reasons right you know so whatever she has to do if you have to sand it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will use a heat gun yeah. to try to soften it up. You've right. got to be very careful if you do that Yeah, because that can burn areas very quickly. Especially if you're doing it on drywall and not plaster. Right. So definitely that's a, a route to go with mm-hmm. caution. Yes. But you've got to get as much off as you can. Seal it in with mm-hmm. either the oil or the guards. Yep. And then you can top coat with whatever water-based paint you want to go to. Whatever Repcolite or Benjamin Moore water-based paint you want to go to. Exactly. Now, this was a great question, and if you have a question, you should feel free to 
email us at radio at repcolite.com and we will get back to you and maybe we'll even talk about your question on the air. Now, coming up after the break, we are in the studio with Joe and Scott from West End Appliance talking about our kitchen appliances. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. We are. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we are in the studio with Scott and Joe from West End Appliance. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us. Let's just quickly start this off with telling everyone what you do because your name would lead people to believe that you sell appliances yeah, but door to door appliance salesman right <laughs> right Hello, do you want to buy a dryer <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what you really do uh, we do in-home repair uh, primarily and appliance maintenance so if you have a problem with your appliance not performing properly or it's not performing at all then you'd give us a call and we would be able to fix it Okay. Well, I want to talk about some maintenance today in our kitchens that people could maybe do so that they don't have to call you out or, you know, maybe some things that they could easily repair themselves. Or maybe some things that they could stop doing so they don't have to create a problem. Well, and I want to start with ovens because obviously it's the most obnoxiously hot thing in my house. You turn it on. And I have a problem. I'm the most obnoxiously hot thing in my house. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right? Well, you guys I, don't. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I should have said right. I really yeah. had something there. Uh-huh. I was so proud of myself. Until you said right. Yeah. Anyway, something ran over in my oven the other day. And, oh, my goodness, every time I turn it on, it smells horrendous. And I know the thing has to be cleaned, but... Uh, cleaning to me means it smells worse and the house just gets so hot. What Why are your... do you use that self cleaning thing? Well, there is a self cleaning thing, but oh, I hate that. Yeah, I prefer to not clean. How do how do we clean? It... How does Betsy fix her problem? Yeah. Well, we call the self cleaning function self destruct oh. um, because we it heats it up to like 900 degrees, something obscene. Yeah. And usually where events is right below control panels or knobs or things of that nature. So we've seen a myriad of issues um, after people use the self clean. So as opposed to I've seen doors not unlock. Yeah, that was a fun one. Doors not unlocking. My not mom locking. had that problem years ago when I was just a little kid. She had that problem, and she could not get the door open. Yeah, anyhow. getting an oven to unlock that is locked is is pretty difficult. Once it's once it's locked, it's yeah. Trying to take it apart to be able to get it is is pretty difficult. So, I've seen self clean basically ruin the lock and and black somebody's lock. I've seen it shatter doors. Yep. Yeah. People use self clean and be like, I heard a pop and uh, all my door glass just shattered. I've seen melted control boards, mm-hmm. melted knobs, mm-hmm. melted other pieces of the oven. So, yes. Switches. Switches, yeah. So, uh, we are not fans of uh, self destruct. So, the moral of the story is don't use that function. Get down on your hands and knees and start scrubbing. Really? <laughs> I, don't know. I guess that's depressing to me. I, I feel like that's not what we said. okay just get a new one so how do you clean an oven then when something my grandma makes pies and they're constantly running over how do you clean it she shouldn't stuff them so full yeah but they're so yummy that way (laughs) (laughs) like most things with cleaning the the cruddy part is is that you just have to kind of stay on top of things so when things spill um 
you know, as opposed to waiting until it's to the point where it's filling your house with smoke, mm-hmm. you know, take a look in there and clean once in a while. There's actually been a new innovation in appliances that we like, and they're starting to put little um, water pans in the bottom of the ovens so you can pour some water in there and mm. then use the steam of the water to then wipe out the um, the gook in the oven. It softens it up, and then you just wipe it out. And then you're not using any harsh chemicals or anything either. You're just using water. So that's in place of a self clean or self-destruct, as you call it? Do the, those particular ovens don't have a self-cleaning? Correct. They have just the little, it's a little dip in the bottom. So I guess if you don't have one of those ovens that has a dip, you can use a bowl. That's what I did in mine. I use a bowl, put water in there until it gets a little steamy, put on some low heat for a while, and then wipe it out. So basically, I do the same thing in a microwave. Yeah, that's I what I do. Yeah. Yep. I do heat water and water. vinegar in my microwave and... Yeah. It takes care of it. I yeah, mean, everything wipes right away. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty cool. So is that a good thing to use in a gas oven? Because do gas ovens have a a self-cleaning function or not? Yeah, they. I would say gas and electric ovens okay. both have a self, uh, self-cleaning self function, self-destruct. But like you said, just heating something to as hot as it goes is just not, it just doesn't seem like the brightest idea to us. So yes, you could use it in an electric oven or a gas oven, either one, just... You know, heat it to until water's going to steam. So probably what, like three hundred degrees to be safe. I think I did two seventy five on mine, but yeah, whole boiling point of water is two twelve. So as long as you're over that, then you're there. You go. About how long do you let it go in the oven? Half hour. Oh, or so until crispy. Yeah, I would say <laughs> just right? until you know, just keep a check out and see how much you know steam. Okay. You know, just until mm-hmm. it seems pretty steamy and warm, and then because um, you're gonna have to let it cool down a little bit before you just jump right. in there right. and start. That's the difference between the microwave cleaning <clears throat> is your oven's still gonna be pretty hot, so you don't right. want to go in there like yeah, Scott never Barry wipe hand. it with a damp rag. You want to see how fast heat travels <laughs> through the surface? Uh huh. Yeah, I spilled something and I grabbed a damp rag and wiped the inside of the door. Sometimes. And, yeah. Then I was so burned that I dropped the rag into the oven and slammed the door. Then I had to fish the rag back out. The children were all screaming, where's mom? Where's mom? We got this, children. Where's mom? They just waited outside. So there you go, ovens. Don't use the self-clean or use it at your own risk, right? That's what we're picking up here. Right. Just know that, right, some bad things can happen. Some, some people things. have used it for a long time and, and never no never had an issue. Hey, but that's more work for us if you continue to do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're in the studio with Scott and Joe from West End Appliance, and I want to talk about refrigerators very quickly because okay. that is my kitchen problem right now. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what's going on. First off, the fridge is old, but what we'll get is it will make this really weird sound, and then you'll hear a gurgling, and then we'll end up with a huge puddle of water on the floor. And then we mop it up, and then it's good for a while again. And then it, that, that cycle repeats itself. I'm really not sure what's going on. I don't know if you can help me or not. Do you have any idea what's happening? Yeah. Oh, that's... Joe probably knows. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with mice or anything like you that. You hope. Right. Most likely I not. Hope. Okay, good. Though. Most likely. Right. Oh. Though we were just in a house. Yeah. That oh. did have this problem because of mice. Yes. But oh. we will but that's regress pretty. because right, that's not the majority of the time for fridges. Good. Yeah. So basically, if you're getting water that's coming from the inside of your refrigerator, mm-hmm. so it's if it's trickling down from somewhere inside, then it's coming out the front of your refrigerator. Right. That is a really- Or, fr- or freezer. 
or freezer um, is a really strong indicator that your uh, defrost drain is clogged, um, either physically clogged from dust and debris that it sucks up from the back of the refrigerator, or it, the drain is just frozen over. And now when the refrigerator goes into defrost, that water has no place to go except for out into your refrigerator slash freezer and then out onto your floor. So when you're hearing the defrost system come on, it's a yep. loud pop and stuff, and then that water then has no place to go but onto your floor. So what do I need to do? I need to – is that something I can do? Okay. Is this something most people can do? <laughs> um, just to put – I mean, it's generally, depending on the refrigerator, um, can be – it's just a lot of you have to basically disassemble your refrigerator from the inside. You got to take everything out, take all the drawers out, take all, all the, the sh- all the shelves out. out, all the foods got to come out. You have to get to um, the cooling coils basically, and um, they're sit back behind the back wall of the freezer or the refrigerator, depending on. Um, if you have French door, a lot of them are, are twin cooling. So if you're having this problem in the refrigerator, there's probably a back cover on that. Um, and those are a little bit harder to get off because they're stuck in with styrofoam and that kind of stuff. Maybe some hidden screws. Um, Samsung's just have a lot of tabs where you just got to kind of pull, which always seems counterintuitive. But you want to get a professional for those because you're going to end up yeah. costing yourself more money because if you break that styrofoam, then you're going to continue at the problem. But your really basic refrigerator freezer, um, like a free- freezer on top, refrigerator on the mm-hmm. bottom type deal, that, you can totally do that yourself. Yeah, the freezer one's definitely. But I have yeah. to go in from the inside. Correct. I can't approach it from the coils on the outside. Correct. You, right. You can't. Right. You'll you'll still have to check that area to make sure. So basically, once you get the cover off, you'll see that there's ice built up on the bottom, underneath the coils, and underneath the heater. Um, so you'll have to thaw all that ice either with hot water, hair dryer. Just be careful of not to melt your um, melt the refrigerator, the plastic of the housing. Um, Get that ice melted, pour some hot water down the drain until that drain's clearing. Um, and if that drain isn't clearing, then you want to go to the back and see if there's a restriction where it comes out by the, because the there'll be a little tube that comes out down by the compressor area um, where your compressor sits. And you got to take that little panel off with five or six screws, take that panel off and just make sure that water's draining into the drain pan underneath your fridge because that's where they currently drain to. And if you're a pet owner, there's a compressor <coughs> fan back there that keeps that compressor cool. And um, it, stuff can get just sucked up into that, mm-hmm. the, the drain hose down there and like dust, debris, dog hair, stuff like that. And that can cause the clog as well. All right, guys, we are running short on time on the segment. Can you hold over until the next segment? Because we got a couple more questions to ask. Yep, absolutely. Can you, Scott? You're shaking your head no. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that we should probably go and like actually make money, but oh. Joe decided that we're staying, so... You'll stay. We rode together. (laughs) (laughs) So you can start walking. (laughs) We'll be back in the studio with Joe and Scott from West End Appliance in just a second. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we're in the studio with Joe and Scott from West End Appliance. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you guys do a lot of appliance repair and who knows what else, right? Like, I mean, just we get <laughs> asked nice. we get we get asked all the time, can you do this? <laughs> sure. Maybe. Never done it <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we're talking about kitchen appliances. Mm-hmm. And I guess I've got a couple of other questions about No, well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What about a knocking noise in the refrigerator? 
like when it turns on. Somebody's yeah, it's door. like this hum knocking noise that comes in. If you go bang really hard on the side this of the fridge, like of it those. stops. My car goes, yeah. make the sound. What does your fridge do? No, I can't do it. Okay. Anyway. You got to make something up now. It's probably a mouse or a Probably. Possum. <laughs> no, it's all those chipmunks. They moved in. Generally, a knocking noise is going to be something that your compressor is doing. Um, they have, you can like, if you grab a compressor and kind of shake it, mm-hmm. they have internal move. So I don't agree. Don't do that. What? Most of the time, knocking noises <laughs> is your refrigerator going into defrost and then no, things flexing and popping. popping. No, that's popping. That's different. That's <laughs> different than knocking. knocking. <laughs> yeah, Betsy, is, if you could just go. I don't, I'm going to have to go back home and really listen. <laughs> she also said if not? she shakes the fridge, that generally it goes away. Yeah, if I bang on the side, it stops. So it, it knocks continuously until you bang on when it? When it turns on, yes. When it starts to cycle through. Right, when it turns on. When the compressor kicks All on. Right. But I see what you're saying, because, or Joe, because mine does that popping sound, mm-hmm. and then I generally do hit the refrigerator because I assume that's how you fix whatever. Right. That's how I fix it. <laughs> but I can see both sides. I see what you're, you know, so right, if you're hearing some, we can leave as friends. Right. If you're hearing some, <laughs> if you're hearing some popping or, or something like that, most likely it's just your defrost. Okay. If you're hearing knocking, it may be your compressor, and it can be sometimes... Just as they get older, they tend to do that. But this is an older fridge, so yeah, it, you know, it could just mean that that compressor is on its way out when you're okay. hearing a knock. Just like a car, your car shouldn't be knocking in the engine. It means it doesn't mm-hmm. have oil. You but know, those old compressors, man. Sometimes they'll go for yeah, they will. Sometimes they'll just knock, and just that's just their new life. Right. My gotcha. grandma has a fridge that is like fifty plus years old. It is incredible, and it runs better than her brand new it's fridge. It's always about mm-hmm. your grandma or pies or fridge. Well, these all sound nice, though. Pies, they do, yeah, don't they? Right. In an old they, fridge, they were so good. <laughs> I got one more quick question before we got to go, because I've had this where the refrigerator will stop getting cool, and the freezer. I can figure out the problem. I pull the back panel off in the freezer, and the coils are completely solidly frozen up. Yep. So I have to thaw it all out, mm-hmm. get the hair dryer out, and do all of that. Right. And then it will eventually start working again. Mm-hmm. But why is that happening? Do I not have enough stuff in the freezer? Do I have the freezer set too high? Is this a really stupid question? None of the above. Okay. Well, it's <laughs> not that. Basically, what's happening is that you obviously must, you probably have a defrost problem oh. where your fridge has stopped <laughs> going into defrost. Okay. So if it... I mean, if you have a defrost problem, that's only going to last. Your fridge is only going to be working again for about five days, and then it's going to just refrost up. Because in the old days, like those old fifties refrigerators, you used to have to manually defrost them. Mm-hmm. You see, like the thing all come up, and then like once a year, she does once that. Or, right, you have to manually <laughs> yeah. defrost it. But now, you know, new innovations they have automatic. They basically put like a little heater in there every eight to twelve hours, um, depending on how much you open your fridge, that kind of stuff. They defrost their coils just so. They can, um, you know, cool again because once you get too much ice on there, not enough surface area to cool, and the temperature's not right, so it just can't okay. pull the thing. So you have to figure out What's there's a broken on? component going okay. on in there. So okay. you, it's a backup fridge, so I don't always know what's going on. You know, I don't notice that things are not cooling as they should as readily as I would if this were the upstairs freezer. Right, because they're normal fridge. Right. So, I could easily have the problem that you're describing. And with that Thank issue, you. unless you own a multimeter, you can't really test it yourself because you do have to, you're just testing continuity basically on okay. some components. But you can just parts change. 
Or you can just, you can just randomly change like a whole bunch of different parts and hope that you get well, it. Well, that sounds like you know an economical way to go. Well, you know, I'll just start just, with the inexpensive ones and just keep changing. There it's you like go. throwing confetti in the air and catching I, one piece. Or I could <laughs> hire some experts to come out and take a look. Yeah, that would be a whole lot easier. That's what I'm thinking. Now, speaking of freezers, is it possible to pack a freezer too full, like the ones where it's freezer on top of the fridge? I don't really think so. I mean, okay. I can't imagine. I, you'd have to have it packed so perfectly, like Tetris, in order to completely restrict the airflow. I've never seen, and I've seen some full freezers, and I've never seen one that had an issue due to it being packed too full. I don't know what if you have, Scott, but issue? I have not. No, generally because of that that back wall has there's enough gap in that back wall from as long as you're not I mean you know they do have a fan blowing so there is air movement and that mm-hmm. air does need to circulate to um, but it's going to go go to the refrigerator anyway no right but that's what I'm saying is that that back wall has you know like an inch of space back there where it's designed to have the inch so yeah for the most part if you had it packed absolutely perfectly and like covered those vents yes you might be able to have. Um, you know, the front of the freezer stuff might not be quite as frozen as the back stuff, okay. but not so much that. We pulled that off because the kids crammed in stuff in bags that mm-hmm. had plastic around, you know, loose plastic. Okay. And the loose plastic, well, that was my vents. guess. Yes. That, it plug that, might, be, that might do because it. Because all of a sudden the ice cream was soft. Ice cream is always going to be your first indicator of um, there being a problem because it's such a high sugar content, it needs a much lower temperature to freeze hard. And it's the most often accessed food in your <laughs> refrigerator. Well, then don't you want it a little soft? I always like it when I pull out my ice cream and it's like slightly soft that oh, I don't so have to like wait. Into I don't want to wait. I want to just. I microwave my ice cream. I, <laughs> I do. I put it in there for like 30 seconds. 30 seconds? It's Holy really smokes. hard. Holy right, maybe, smokes. Right? Maybe like 10. I'll do like a 10 seconds. So oh, I my microwave a, needs like 30 seconds. Well, you got to get a new microwave. Right. Yeah. I've got to get somebody out there to look at that thing. Right. You have like a 300 watt microwave. Right. <laughs> like. So is there a perfect place in a freezer for ice cream? Ooh, like I, at the front or at the back? I had never really shelf, gave this thought, but shelf? I would say if you want it like a little softer, probably try to have it towards the front. That okay. makes sense. Right? Because don't put it if you put it towards the back, you're going to get maximum amount of airflow like hitting that. But if you want like a rock hard ice cream. Well, who's going to put ice cream in the back where they can't access it? People that are trying to not access ice cream all the time. <laughs> like maybe that is their like self control. Maybe like oh, Ooh, it's buried in the freezer. I'm right. Well, think of way too that's many what things. It, right. I mean, I am I'll super just lazy. Apple. Like they're right. Well, <laughs> it's a, I think it's more like I'm just not going to get up the, off the couch. I'll eat right. a Snickers bar. That's what I would do is just sit on <laughs> yeah, the couch. Yeah, it's packed in the couch next to Yeah, me. I got the sticker bars in the couch, right? <laughs> That's smart. And in the chair. It depends on where I'm sitting. Right. I don't want to walk somewhere to get my snacks. No. <laughs> That's what I have children for. Joe and Scott, if our listeners want to get in touch with you about anything that they might have going on in their home appliance-wise, because that's what you guys do, how's the best way to get in touch? So I would say the best way to reach us is um, just by phone. Give us our office call at 616-791-7585. You can also check us out online um, on our website at westendappliance uh, at gmail.com. Check our Google reviews. They keep tending to be good for some reason. (laughs) They are good. And that's honestly... It's it's because they're getting jokes. 
show, probably. <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe. Well. Right. But that's what we found out, and that's why we contacted you, is that we had a number of the reviews that we read talked about people were saying how you guys helped them fix their problem over the phone, even. Mm-hmm. And you We're only... not the best capitalists. Yeah, yeah. No, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the reviews were great. So we really encourage you, if you've got an issue, check them out. Joe and Scott from West End Appliance, thanks for being here. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, so we're past the middle of June, and we have banished the rain long enough for us to talk about decks, because we're a little behind, but it's about time we got there. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, here we are again, and mm-hmm. Betsy, I want you to yes. grab one of these. Okay. I'm giving her some grapes. Yes. I want everybody to listen and understand. <laughs> I have never heard anybody eat grapes in this manner. I don't know if the mics will pick it up or not. It was, I finally had to ask you what in the world you were doing because the sound coming through my headphones was unreal. And she tells me she's eating grapes and this is how she does it. She puts it. I've done this ever since I was a kid. You put it in your mouth part way and then suck it in. And it makes this popping sound. Do one more. I it can't is so know. I got annoying. a grape in my yeah, mouth and I it. gotta chew it. Anyway, you <laughs> ignore can't, my chewing you for a moment. Yeah, you can't do that when I've got headphones on. That but is it's so, so gross. Funny. It's yeah. Try it. No. It's fun. Anyway. Now I've just taught every kid who listens a bad habit. <laughs> well, yeah. You don't wanna I don't want my kids. My mom. Be used cautious to get, of choking. Yes. See? There there. You need to be more responsible. Uh-huh. That is scary when I'm the responsible one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm a my, kid at heart. My mom mm-hmm. had this thing with sounds, like the sounds of people eating. Yeah. I so, have that a little bit. Well, we would have chips. We'd get, you know, potato mm-hmm. chips yeah, or something. Yeah. And we'd be in the living room, munching away, watching mm-hmm. a show. Yes. And then you just feel the stare. You know how moms have a stare? Yes. And it just feels like cold steel boring She's into like, your brain. I don't want to listen to you chew. Yes. So you know what I would do? I would put like a chip in my mouth and suck on it until it was completely soggy. And then I would kind of slurp it down. Eating chips took forever at my house. Well, eating that grape just took me forever because I was trying not to be really rude and chew into the microphone. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about decks. Yes, because we are just a tad bit behind in talking about this subject. Well, the whole season is a tad bit behind because of the weather. (laughs) We haven't had two days in a row that seem like they've been dry the whole day. No, we're lucky if we get half a day that's dry anymore. Yeah, we've got a long while that has just been raining and raining and raining. Right. And so a lot of these projects haven't been started. Mm -hmm. Or if people have started a project, you know, because cleaning the deck, I think we even recommended that. Yeah, Back at the end of April or May, go ahead and clean the deck, you know, even though it's a little damp. Right. Well, who knows? Some of those decks, hopefully they stayed clean long enough. You talked to somebody... 
who had cleaned their deck in April or uh-huh. something, right? Yeah. And it was still, now it's too dirty again. Something yeah, it's got, it. well, it's in a really shaded, covered area, and so it's holding all that moisture, so they're starting to get that green, slimy, mossy stuff growing out Well, I know again. I just went through the whole maple spinner thing yep. on my deck, and I was thinking, I'm glad I didn't clean that, because mm-hmm. all of them lay there, and then the rain right. leaves all little stains all over it. So, anyway... Now's the time to start. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people probably are thinking maybe they're going to just give it a pass this year, you know, skip the season entirely. But that's not a good way to go because anytime you put off something that does need maintenance mm-hmm. and a deck needs continual maintenance yep. in order to stay in good shape, if right. you let it go, the wood will start to deteriorate. You'll have bigger issues down the road. You know, even if the only issue that you run into is that it just gets more and more dirty, mm-hmm. it's going to make next year's clean that much worse. Right. So it's still worth jumping into the project and getting it done. Something that you might want to at least look at that maybe mm-hmm. will make this a little sweeter to swallow. <laughs> okay. Right? What's the thing? You put a spoonful of sugar, sugar makes the medicine go down. Go down. <laughs> that song. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going. You were oh, talking. Yes. Yes. If you look at the deck, there's a good chance if you've been religious with your maintenance mm-hmm. of your deck, yeah. as we all know that everybody is. Right. Until a, this year. <laughs> there's a good chance that the spindles might be good enough for the year. Yeah. You might not need to do anything to them. And mm-hmm. if that's the case, you're gonna save yourself half of the time. Yeah. You know, if you're just doing the floor of the deck and mm-hmm. maybe that top railing, yeah. it's gonna move much faster. So maybe you can get by with that this year. But we'd still recommend getting on that deck. And getting it cleaned and ready to go. Right. And speaking of cleaning, that's the first thing you want to do when you're doing this deck project. And there are a number of different cleaners available depending on what's on your deck, whether you just need to clean it or whether you need to strip it or remove a coating. Right. Or if the wood has potentially turned gray, maybe it's never been coated. Maybe it's a newer deck put on last year or something and the wood has now turned gray. There's a product to restore that so it's ready for stain. Benjamin has a full line of cleaners and things like that to get any deck ready for yeah, stain. Ironically, their names are Brighten, uh-huh. Restore, yes. Remove, yes. and Clean. And Clean. <laughs> All of them fit in different situations. We'll right. help you figure out which one's right for yours. Mm-hmm. They're all concentrates. Yeah. So you pour a little bit. There's a mix on the gallon. Mm-hmm. Pour some in a garden pump-up sprayer with water. Mist it on the deck. And then let it sit. That's a a big part of the process is letting it actually work. you got to keep it wet. Mm -hmm. So if you have to mist a little more on, then do that. Then you come back and scrub it with a good scrub brush. Right. The scrubbing is absolutely essential. Mm -hmm. And using a good scrub brush makes all the difference. If you've ever used a cheap one or a push broom or something like that, while technically it will work, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work as well as some of the very specific scrub brushes that are made for this purpose. Right. Works much better. Mm -hmm. So scrub it, rinse it off with a garden hose, a power washer that you use carefully because you don't want to fuzz the deck up, (laughs) and then you really just need to let it dry. Mm -hmm. And you need three to four good drying days, and those are exactly what they sound like, days without rain. You yes. remember them? <laughs> I think we had some uh, last year. Y- yes, that's. I have to go back in my memory a long way. I'm sure they're coming again, but you yeah. do need to, to, to do that. Mm-hmm. If you put up a product on while the deck has still moisture in it, mm-hmm. you can run into problems. So let it dry really well. 
and then go to the product of choice. Right. Now, when it comes to the product of choice, we really like for a transparent stain, the Port City Deck and Dock. We make it at Repcoid. It's a great product. It's an oil-based product, which makes it really easy to work with. And it just yeah, has which a... seems counterintuitive. But when you're working outside, an yeah. oil-based product is going to be nicer because it stays wet longer. Uh-huh. It soaks in deeper. Especially if you are in the sun. That deck that we just did for a friend to photograph and things like that, we used the deck and dock and it was getting warm out there and the sun was blazing on it and I was glad we had oil at that point. Right. Definitely. If we'd been working with a water-based product, which there are products out there. Yes. Benjamin Moore makes Arbor Coat mm-hmm. and for certain situations, that's the way to go. Right. But if we had been using that, we would have really struggled to move fast enough Mm -hmm. to get it on before it was drying. Whereas the oil-based soaked very deeply into the wood. We got really good results out of that. Well, and speaking of moving, the easiest way to get that stain on quickly is to actually use two people, not just one person doing it. And we really like the roller and brush method. So you roll on the product to the surface of the deck, Mm -hmm. and then the next person back brushes behind it with that Worcester brush. Bravo stainer. It's a really great thick, heavy stain brush and It'll it hold evens a ton everything of product. out. Yeah. And what's really cool is the handle will unscrew and you can put an extension yes. pole right onto it. So mm-hmm. you can brush it into the wood right. without bending over. Saves your back. Yeah. So one person takes one or two boards the entire length of the deck with the roller, mm-hmm. applies the product that way. The other person comes behind and evens everything out with that Wooster Bravo brush. And it moves very quickly. It does. And if you don't have to do the railings and the spindles and all of that stuff, you're going to move pretty fast. You're going to be happy with the end results because for the rest of the summer, whatever time we have left, (laughs) you're going to have a deck that looks ready to go. Absolutely. And there you go. That's deck in a nutshell. If you have (laughs) questions and with decks, there are a million questions that come up. Stop out at any Repco Lighter Port City Paint Store. We've been doing this for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Started in 1948. We've been doing this for over... Started in 1946. We've been doing it for however long that math works out. 73 years. 73 (laughs) years. We know what we're talking about. We can help you with whatever you're working on, even if you've got exotic wood on the deck. That's the key. If you have an exotic wood, make sure you are talking to us before you go and put a product on there or before you clean it, because some of them are not appropriate for a certain exotic wood. So make sure you ask. Right. Any paint question you've got, stop out at any Repco Lighter Port City Paint Store. And one thing we want to mention very quickly, because it's very cool, Mm -hmm. if you you're a painting contractor and yes. you use Benjamin Moore or Repcolite paints mm-hmm. or would like to, we'd yeah. certainly like to talk to you. Of course. But we've got this really cool thing that we're doing with Benjamin Moore where we're creating logoed t-shirts for four bucks. Yeah. That's all it costs you. Four bucks. And you can get your custom logo on the back or on the front of the shirt. Mm-hmm. And then the Repcolite and Benjamin Moore logos are on the other side. Right. T-shirts for your crew, four bucks a pop. Yeah. You really can't go wrong. You can find more right on the website at repcolite.com or talk to a sales rep or really just stop out at any Repcolite or Port City Paint store. Ask them about the t-shirt offer. You can outfit your crew for pennies. Yes. Well, dollars. Dollars, really. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. Repcolite and Port City Paint stores are open until 3 o'clock, waiting to help you with whatever question or need you may have. Even if you need to rent a power washer. Rent a power washer, get your deck products, whatever you need, they're there to help. Right. Even if you just need to talk. (laughs) 
You know, you're going through one of those weeks. Uh-huh. You need to bounce some ideas off some people. We've all had those. Yeah, we're here for that. Yep. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you make sure that you get the right paint in the right colors mm-hmm. so that when you do paint everything in your house, your trim and your window ledge, yes. the birds don't come. <laughs> And do their business through the screen onto your fresh paint in their displeasure over your choices. They'll be happy. They'll leave you little notes of approval. They'll bring you little gifts like Snow White got gifts from her little animal friends. Just because you used Repcolite or Benjamin Moore paint. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you got to listen to the very beginning of the Uh show where Betsy explains the story. Right. Thanks for listening.